the Mission Control Podcast, recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. Book your room today at thehenhouse.com.au. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. That was very seamless. That was very seamless. Manual fade out with the phone as well. Sam Allen, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah. How are you? I'm very good. Fantastic. How long has it been since we've spoke? Got to be a couple of years, I reckon. Yeah. At least, what, two years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I remember seeing you with Amplifier. Yeah. And you were mixing on the day, yeah, on probably. the night. And I think we shared a dube. I, gave, I handed you a dube. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> the last thing you said was, I am very high. And then you walked off awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like me. Uh, What's been happening, man? You're still jet lagged, aren't you? Yeah. I'm very jet lagged, yeah. Where'd you come from? Uh, Frankfurt. Holy shit. Yeah, just did a little European summer festival run. Yeah. With uh, Aversion's Crown from Brizzy. Cool. Oh, so you were with a band? Yeah. Oh, cool. We thought we, you were just yeah, I was mixing yeah, some yeah. venues or something like that. No, no, no. Yeah. We were, yeah, doing festivals like Summer Breeze and Destruction Derby, Metal Days, all those. Yeah, cool. Big fun ones. Fuck yeah. How uh, how often do you tour, tour with those guys? Uh, way too often. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did the States probably about two or three weeks before that one. We were over there for like two and a half months. Shit. Um, yeah, back to the States again in about... Seven weeks. Shit. Yeah. Wow. They pay you well? <laughs> yeah, you know, well enough. <laughs> well enough, yeah. Mm. Man, so, I, I'd be happy with just my flights covered. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Mm. So, like, so it wasn't like their own shows or like festival things going on? Uh, it was like there were routing dates in between. So there was like a short tour with Fit for an Autopsy and Loathe from the UK. Um and there were a few dates with Miss May I and Within the Ruins, uh, some shows with Whitechapel, and yeah, just festivals in between all that. Yeah, cool. so like so like you when it gets to those me. shows, you you have to share a desk with other sound guys, don't you? Yeah. Did you ever get into any rifle? <laughs> I'm just looking at the look on your face. Well, n- let me put it another way. What, what's your pet hate when you when you get to a desk? What pisses you off? Uh, the house sound guy. Yeah. Normally, yeah. Because he wants it, things his way, right? Obviously. No, no, they're just no? generally horribly incompetent. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, I couldn't make things any easier for them with this band. I have zero mic stands on the stage. Everything is attached to the drum kit. Um, the guitars are campers direct out, basses direct out of a DI pedal. So, literally, all they have to do is plug in the fucking cables and they fail at it like. 90 fucking percent of the time Yeah Yeah Um, The amount of times Yeah That even I've been on tour nationally And shit isn't patched right Or you rock up And it's like Well I'm not sure Who the last guy was But he mustn't have done his job Or whatever Yeah It boggles the mind It does Yeah I've been been to venues Where the PA isn't even set up 
Yeah. I've opened venues where there's no PA. (laughs) (laughs) That happens too. Yeah. That happens Um, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't normally really have too many problems. Mm. Do do the sound guys before you, do they remember to zero the desk before you jump on? Well, it's not a lot of analog these days. It's mostly digital, so. Uh, Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of venues in, like, smaller parts of Germany and such that are still analog, but Mm. most of Europe is digital these days, so. Do they have the same deal as Over East where there'll be a roster of sound guys? And, like, it's not... Like, here we're used to, like, a, a house guy. Uh-huh. But then no. you go over there and they kind of rotate between four or five people. No, it's normally just one guy. Yeah? Yeah, it depends on the place. Like, uh, I don't know, Switzerland is pretty efficient and organised. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of different people depending on the day. But, yeah, yeah, you see the same person every time you go back to a venue. Yeah, cool. Dude, do house sound guys get shitty when someone like yourself comes in to take over the desk for, like, one band? No, nah, not really. No, it's more like a time they can go off and have a drink and... Yeah, pretty much, as long as... No one's, no one's like, defensive about their own desk, like... <laughs> oh, I mean, you get people that kind of watch over your shoulder like a hawk until they realise that, you know, you're shit, yeah. you know, because they're worried you're going to blow up their PA or whatever, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for the most part, I just walk in and have a quick chat with them and they know that I know what I'm doing pretty much straight away, so I don't really have too many issues with them, yeah. apart from the whole cable... Thing. Yeah, <laughs> the whole cable thing. Well, shit, like half half the stuff, like uh, mixing desks, is like digital and wireless now. You can walk around with an iPad. Like I think hey, we ran into each other. You were doing sound, I think, at Gilkinson's one night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were just like sitting in the back of the room with an iPad. Yep. controlling the desk. Yeah. Well, mm. Behringer put out this desk probably about six years ago now called the X32, and um, it's very common to see it because it came out at a really cheap price point, but it's actually a really good product. Yeah, Behringer's actually gotten a bit better with their yeah. products. Yeah, well, Music Group, which is the parent company, bought a bunch of big names like Midas, for instance, Clark Technic, a bunch of really big... Yeah, in the, big in the audio production stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the X32, there's also an M32, which is a Midas version, which is pretty much the exact same desk but costs about six grand more. So the X32, I think, was kind of like a Midas designed thing and they sort of put it out under the Behringer name to see how it would go and once it took off they put out the Midas version so you see them fucking everywhere these days mm. and yeah they've got yeah iPad out that you can kind of just mix off provided you have a router so yeah pretty handy so wh- where did that whole thing start about Behringer putting out subpar stuff <laughs> Is, was that true or did, did everyone just go along with that I, like- I remember in the days before before I got into Line 6, um, I was looking at the Behringer, because Behringer had those guitar processors, yeah. and they were just, like, cheap and nasty. Mm-hmm. And mainly cheap, and everyone was like, yeah, it's cheap, pick up one of them. Well, look, what they used to do was they would go, this product is nice, we're going to reverse engineer it and figure out how to reproduce it with the cheapest possible components in China. And the stuff was just not reliable. It mm-hmm. was noisy. It, you know, it broke a lot, and it generally performed pretty badly. So... Until that product came out, I would not consider using Behringer for anything that actually was processing a signal. Yeah, but that desk has been pretty pretty reliable. Yeah. Now, because I, I like we jumped on, we we're looking at sort of options for a new mixing desktop thing, and mm-hmm. Behringer's got this um, wireless uh, this mixer. What all it is is just the mic inputs. And you run the actual faders and stuff through an app. Yeah, like the X- X18 Air or some. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've mixed on one of them in Kansas, I think. In yeah. Kansas. Yeah, it's pretty Woo. good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, I have to. I have to ask you to, to change the subject completely. Uh, <laughs> I follow your Instagram. Uh-huh. So, what is the perfect drinking weather? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the drinking weather thing is like. It doesn't actually matter what the weather is like. It's normally just the company that you're in and whether or not you're having a good day as to whether or not it's good drinking weather. So, I don't know. I mean, for me personally, let's say 25 degrees, sunny. Sunny, yep. Yeah. A, a crisp coolness, yeah. but not too hot, not not muggy at all. Yeah, look, you know, warm enough that you can wear shorts and T-shirt if you like, mm-hmm. but you can pop a hoodie on if you want. You can do activities without getting sweaty. That's mm. that's perfect drinking weather for me. <laughs> <laughs> when did we like, did you were you like a um, connoisseur of the local beers, or were you just going for like as in imports in Europe? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose Europe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> in Europe, you pretty much get an unlimited supply of beer at the venue. So you know, whatever they give me, really, yeah. I will drink. But yeah, I like drinking German beer. It's mm. good stuff. Too wheaty for me. Too wheaty. Too wheaty. Yeah. Hmm. I think yeah. what was the, the beer we had in uh, Romania was a Kuik? Kuik? I've not been to Romania. Yeah, it's, I think that's like one of their locals and um, Kuik sponsored the uh, the Rockstad Festival over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah which is actually funny because that popped up the other day on... No, today. Was it today or yesterday on my um, Facebook memories? It was like this day and yesterday we were at um, Rockstad in Romania. A big two-day metal festival. Fucking good. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Had some friends playing there. Yeah. Saw some cool pictures. It was actually funny because um, we went to go see Karash, Karach and Gren. Mm-hmm. And, but they would, after that show in Romania, they were meeting up with Advent Sorrow in Indonesia <laughs> for a show. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I told them, look out for Advent Sorrow and say good day to Martin for us. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently they did as well. So. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, but Martin reckons they weren't that friendly. Yeah, right. that, that sometimes <laughs> happens with the uh, the black metal bands. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I guess it's part of their image. Yeah, true. Yeah. Hate everyone and everything, <laughs> and yeah, kind of comes with the the whole genre, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to if I did a if I was in the black metal band, I'd just be comedic. I think. Yeah, like, isn't that what black metal is? Comedic. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that shit. Yeah, yeah I used it's, to. If if bands I, I, could pull it off, look, I it like was good. I like elements of it. I like blackened death metal because mm. it's got kind of the vibe of black metal, but with fucking sweet production. Yeah, mm. it's the production that I don't like with black metal. You know, <laughs> we we went to this metal quiz night thing that the um, claim the throne dudes put on a few years ago. Oh, cool! And at my table. Whenever a question was asked about black metal, the answer that we wrote was, fuck you, black metal sucks. <laughs> now, we won that quiz night. And the only questions that we got wrong were those ones, but I maintain that that was the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Claim the Throne. They have a podcast as well, right? Yes, the Bludgecast. The Bludgecast. Yeah. They have, like, new... They're, they've been pretty consistent with their content, too, as well. Yeah, pretty prolific. Yeah, they did something here at the Hen House as well, like a, a workshop-y uh, thing. Yeah, like yeah. a live one, mm. I think, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we love seeing other podcasts here in Perth because they're so little. Yeah, what's a podcast? Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's usually <laughs> what people ask, but, you know, in Australia, 
let alone in Australia, there's not that many podcasts, you mm-hmm. know. But they're catching on. Like, music feeds have one, APRA are getting yeah. one. I mean, I know I heaps mean, of people that listen to podcasts, mm. but the amount of people doing them... It's hard. Mm. It's hard to be consistent. It was actually yeah. funny, because on, on the way here, when I stopped off to get the beers at the bottle shop, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you having, having a night out tonight? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, just we're going into the studio. And he's like, oh, well, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we do a podcast. The kind of like the look on his face was like, that sounds childish. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, who does that? Really? It sounded like almost to him, like just the look on his face kind of said, well, is that like a, you know, a bedroom podcast type thing? Like, How old was he? Oh, that's like an older dude. Old, yeah, yeah that's, like that's a, probably why. Like yeah. late 30, early 40s type thing. <laughs> that's yeah. not old. That's well, our age. <laughs> <laughs> that's our fucking yeah. age. How old are you? Uh, 34. 34. Yeah. Holy shit. Let's actually take it back all the way. Um, terminal. Ugh. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Because that came know, up. Um, we had Mikey on the other day, and he yeah, brought yeah. up uh, the new vibe oh, when yeah. we played there ages ago. Yeah, yeah I played my mm. first ever show in that place. Mm. It was uh, serious. You were on that show as well, yeah, Ghost we of Andrea. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Apparently, that place was fucking haunted. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I don't know if the bar people were making it up, but was that before or after we played there? Huh? <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's back as Tetsuo now. Yeah, doing yeah. gigs again. But it was Ginger for a while. Ginger, yeah, yeah. Ginger nightclub. Who the fuck goes up to that part of William Street? I used to live pretty much next to that joint. I was mm-hmm. on Robinson Avenue, which is where that mosque is. So, oh right, right, right. But so I, me, I went there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if you live live around there, but it, it's pretty dark on that that side of the street, right? It it's is pretty but quiet. Some of the best Vietnamese food in Perth around there. Wow. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Recommend me a good place. What's what's a good place on that street? You know what? I used to say Travin, but I think they've had a little management change. Oh, that always happens, and it fucks they, up the food. Yeah, they kind of suck. So yeah. with great trepidation, a few weeks back, a few weeks, a few a month or so. I don't even know what the time is in. <laughs> Where am I? Ago, <laughs> I tried one which is called OK Restaurant. <laughs> so obviously you look at that name and you're like... Must must be OK? But they've got, they've got the perfect hand gesture sign as part of the sign. It's like, that's confusing. But anyway, I went in there, tried it. The uh, Illuminati hand sign. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Favourite of the alt-right. Um, yeah, so OK Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. More than okay. And what, what, do you, what do you get there? Pho. I like the pho. The pho. Oh, the pho. Yeah. Pho. Uh, com tam. Cool, the, cool. Uh, the broken rice with the pork chop. Oh, Very nice, good. nice. Mm. Uh, mi vit tm, which is like a braised duck noodle soup. You know me. You know I have an obsession with all things Asian and noodle soup. Yeah, no, I remember that. You, you were really good. Like, I used to enjoy eating with you. Mm. Like I back like to eat. Yeah, yeah, because you enjoy your food and you know what what the fuck you're talking about, and you had good taste as well. Mm. Yeah, it's been alleged. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then I show up and start picking away at things. <laughs> <laughs> Anything green, Johnny will pick out. But I find like Thai stuff a little too sweet because yep. my, like my my palate's like Malaysian, of course. So I like the the salty mm-hmm. coconut milk, a lot of coconut milk of and course. stuff. Yeah. So Thai and Vietnamese for me sometimes is too sweet, but it really depends on what you get. Yeah, Yeah. Vietnamese is very fresh tasting to me. Like it's very clean food for your insides. You know, I feel healthy after I eat it. Chinese is like the devil. Yeah, it's it's an oily mess. (laughs) It's just starch and MSG. 
Like I, I love MSG though. Same here. But my mum would like she would always critique the food when we go out. Of course. Because she's like, man, they're kind of like doing an injustice to Chinese food. It's like not supposed to be this oily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but, love Malaysian yeah. food as well. I'm a big, big fan of Nyonya style curries. It's one of my favorite things. Nyonya. Wow. He knows his shit. I I like to make curries. Do you know what Nyonya means? I don't know what it means. Homestyle or something? Mother. Mother. Well, there you go. Well, basically homestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lots of of coconut and yummy, yummy goodness. Yeah. You ever had coconut rice? I have not. You haven't had, like, nasi lemak? Oh, nasi lemak. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like coconut infused rice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why it's so, like... Fucking delicious. Glutinous and fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you uh, cook your curries with actual curry leaves? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I cook my curries totally from scratch. Like, I smash all my stuff up in a mortar and pestle because it's way tastier. Mm. I mean, it takes ages and it's really annoying, but... Ooh. Mm. You're actually <laughs> a really good cook. I like to cook. It's pretty much all I do between tours. Yeah, man. I've seen like some of your barbecue stuff as well, like your ribs and stuff that you put up on on Instagram. It sounds like I'm fucking stalking <laughs> well, Sam, no, no, but I'm not. This is, this is a good thing because we've often we've started talking about how like bands and stuff that get on the road and in between they they don't get time for good meals and stuff. Do you try and make time to have good meals and prepare your own meals? Or so Europe is great catering at every venue, pretty mm. much except for the UK, which sucks. Um, you get a buyout, maybe, if anything. But mainland, well, continental Europe is good food-wise. Um, in the States, I, in an effort to save money, me and the singer from Aversion started basically going to Walmart, buying cheap loaves of bread and cans of tuna and just ate, like, tuna sandwiches for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Until we realized that Taco Bell has a dollar menu and it's fucking delicious. <laughs> so we literally just ate nothing but Taco Bell for the entire tour. Um, but the guys that we're going out with on the next run, like we were hanging with them in Europe, and they're all big grill aficionados like me. So they were saying that they used to take a grill out on the road. So basically, we got to talking, and we've decided we're going to take a grill out, and we're going to sleep in Walmart car parks. You go to a 24-hour Walmart, get a bunch of meat, have a grill in the car park. So... The next tour I'm very much looking forward to. Mm. You expect a lot of meat pictures on my Instagram. <laughs> it's Do you need a roadie? Do you need a roadie? I'll come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, Just for the food. food. Food is a really big factor when you're on tour, man. Yeah. Like, the, you just feel sick after a while because yeah. you, well, you're not used to the food. The worst is the water in a different town as well. Like, even drinking the tap water in America. Well, you couldn't in, a, in L.A. Yeah, I wouldn't trust it. I would not fucking trust it. Certainly I, not I swear. in Flint, Michigan, either. <laughs> yeah. But, like, even showering in, in that water, you're like, I'm, I swear I'm getting something from this. It smells. It smells weird. Yeah. The first, like, when we hopped off uh, in LAX, I was like, the first thing that hit me was the smell. Mm. I'm like, what is this weird fucking smell in the town? LA's a weird place. I know. I kind of like it, but I also kind of hate it. Yes. Mm. Like, it's nice to visit, but I definitely couldn't live there because the traffic is just the mm. worst thing in the world. Well, that, that's why when we got caught in peak hour traffic, we just light up a, a doob and we just, we just we sit on the freeway. <laughs> it's amazing how calm you are after a doob. That, 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 I worked out that's yeah. probably the only way people survive in Los Angeles in the, the freeways in peak hours just by sparking up. Yeah, they're just, all high. Totally. <laughs> they're all <laughs> fucking high. I think either this year or next year they're going fully 
recreational there, so you don't need I think it's there. already, already done. done. It's already done. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic news. Mm. Fantastic. I know. Had a very good time in Denver. We got two days off in Denver again this tour. Colorado. As per the last one. And, uh, yeah. Good shit, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go to Aspen. But, fuck, I tell you, mm. I was in uh, Tilburg in the Netherlands, and they don't sell weed to tourists in that town. Everywhere else in Holland is fine except for Tilburg, apparently. But some fans rolled up a fucking doobie for us. It was They just referred to it as bubble. Two puffs on that thing, and I was fucked. Yeah. Like hours. <laughs> yes. It was the most potent weed I've smoked yeah. ever. I was just like, <laughs> no. I find that the, the only, the, the two overseas trips I've had has been Los Angeles and via Amsterdam. Mm. I mean, the, the, the first time, when I first got to Los Angeles, like I flew by myself and got there and, you know, walk out of the airport, just like something's wrong, everything's back to front. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm jet lagged as shit because I don't sleep on the plane, so it's like a 17 hour nonstop fucking flight. Yep. And end up, you know, trudging, finding some tour bus, going to outside the house, but I, my phone wasn't working, so I couldn't message the girl, the Airbnb girl, to get there. So I ended up had taking my, my bag and this other suitcase and walking down Hollywood Boulevard to get to an AT&T shop to get a SIM card on that shit. Mm-hmm. Finally got the SIM card, got the stuff, got led into the house all the stuff, and then Daryl gives me a call, says, I'm out front. <laughs> Walk down, we just walking past Hollywood High School smoking a doob. This was like, what, in like an hour? I think two hours of being in Los Angeles. Yeah. Two drags, man. That's all you need man. with that fucking California weed. Two drags. I, I don't know the name of the first shit we had, and that was... I can't that remember was, that. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, one night we he left like just a half a joint with me when I went back home. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to s- smoke this little bit of joint and go to bed. So I walk, step on the balcony, you know, take a few puffs and... All right, good. Turn around and just look at the hallway, and the hallway is just like moving further and further. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! Vertigo zoom stuff. I'm, I'm walking down the hallway back to the the room, and like the doors, doors, and on this, this there's a poster, like a, a picture, on the side of the wall next to my door, and it says "Rest in peace, Johnny G." <laughs> Outside the door, I'm like, "Fuck!" Get, yeah. get in the bed, and I'm like lying in bed freaking because I had an um, In-N-Out burger like right behind me. Delicious. And like I'm lying in bed, just Animal freaking. Style. <laughs> Yes, order the animal yeah. style appearance in and out. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally, those moments where you're like holding onto the bed for dear life, and I'm just freaking. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear I heard gunshots of that in and out burger. And oh, I was you probably, like, would've. probably did. And this was the first night in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you tried dabs, though? No. Oh, shit. No, I, I'm not man enough to do dabs. That's, That's next level shit. It's pretty intense. <laughs> I, yeah. We, we did this little tour after the. US run with the last 10 seconds of life and the singer had this dab pen apparatus thing it's like a ceramic heating chamber you put your wax or shatter or whatever in there press the button whole thing heats up a couple of puffs done mm. so he gave me the name of a guy who worked for the company and I hit him up on Instagram and he sent me and Mark from Aversions basically everything they make so we've got these little portable dab pens and take those back over with us. Oh and, uh, yes. Ooh, can you? It's gonna be wild. Can you get caught with them? Well, I, I haven't put anything through them, so it's yeah. Just okay, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a a, a pen. Yeah, an empty pen. Yeah, just yeah. a vape pen. But you can buy vape pens here, right? Yeah, but this is like special. Like it's very different to other. Mm. Yeah, well, to a dry this, vape. The, yeah. This shit, just buying a vape in, it's illegal in WA. Yeah, you, you, can, you can't buy 
babysitting WA. Yeah, that's because the health department <laughs> fucking raided, oh, what was his name, Vince Van Heerden. He was running a shop somewhere in, I think, Morley, Dinell or something like that. And the health department decided it was bad, so they raided his house, took all his shit, took him to court, and uh, fucked him real bad. Yeah. And then banned the sale of the devices. It's ridiculous because you can still order them from yeah, the Eastern States. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's fucking well, so it's Because I went into um, one of those Cloud9 shops because I, <laughs> I was trying to find if I could get some new yeah. coils and something. It's like, no, sorry, we can't sell that vape stuff. But we can sell you an implement to smoke marijuana or smoke any other sort of shit, of course, but we yeah. can't sell you a fucking vape pen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous. Ah, it's so I think, stupid. Like these ones, because I've had to drop the nicotine content down significantly, obviously, as you get What, what are you sitting on now? Uh, three. Yeah, yeah I'm on, on the three, yeah. But when I started, I had like a shitty starter kit vape pen, and I was using like 18 milligram nicotine. And <laughs> I quit I quit for like two years with that thing. Mm. But when I started getting into it as a hobby and moving into these suborm tanks and the rebuildables and all that sort of stuff, real fun, but they don't give you the same sort of satisfaction as having a cigarette. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I go on tour, heaps of people are smoking, and I'm like, oh, you can go for one of those. <laughs> one cigarette, you're fucked. Yeah. So I'm thinking about just switching back to, like, a, a cheapy starter kit and going back up to the higher higher level nicotine. Yeah, I thought about that, yeah. It works pretty good. But it actually makes me fucking furious that the health department has banned it here because it's literally the only thing that has ever helped me quit smoking. Yeah. Well, the, mm. the sheer amount of people that are... Outright misinformed about fucking vaping. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Ridiculous, yeah. 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 People are like, so you smoke tobacco? At, no, look, it's not fucking smoking. It's not smoking. It's yeah. not smoking yeah. at all. The, the, yeah. the, the, doesn't give you popcorn lung. Yeah. It's, that was old school. That's another thing that people bring up. Like, doesn't mm. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, they argue it's something to do like the, because you're, you're burning metal. Right, the, so, co- the coil. Yeah, you know? well, it's not burning metal. Exactly. Yeah, but that's the thing. So they talk about what well, it could be the, the um. Well, the, the, the residue from the metal, burn, but it's not. It's because if it's done right, if you do it correctly and not misuse it, you know, you don't want to yeah. burn it down so I it's mean, empty. You want to have that liquid there that's actually yeah. Burning. Like the 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 studies, and I use the quotation marks there that were done that a lot of people quote saying that it's as bad for you as smoking or whatever. The way that they actually used the devices was like way higher wattages than the tanks were supposed to be. Yeah, and burnt the shit out of the coil which is not how you would normally use the device. And then they're like, oh, look at all these horrible toxins. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one, mm. no one burns the shit out of the thing and vapes <sighs> fucking burnt yeah. cotton. Like, it's the it's, same. It's, they're pulling the same shit as well. Like with weed, all the, the studies <laughs> that they did with weed, they suffocated the fucking rats. Apparently, <laughs> if you are uh, caught using one of these in Thailand now, you can go to jail for 10 fucking years. Yeah. $10,000 really? $10, fine in Singapore if it's found in your luggage. Yeah, but fuck, Singapore's like, you know, yeah. only a $10,000 fine for a piece of chewing gum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the least fun place on earth. Yeah, it is. I think, yeah. was it, uh, a couple of years back, I I went to a, a doctor, you know, to uh, have a look at um, quitting smoking, and they put me on that Champex Ooh, pill thing. bad. The suicide pill. <sighs> it was have like, some, I think... some fucking crazy dreams there, or uh, I think I, like, I stopped smoking for about two years, yeah. but I wanted to stab a fucking spoon through someone's neck, just yeah. like, yeah, and just the fucked up dreams, and just like, no. You know, the other crazy thing is that those fucking, like, Nicorette inhalers, if you look at what's in them, it's nicotine and propylene glycol, pretty much. Yeah. So it's the same shit. It's a vape. vape juice. Mm. It's pretty much a vape, yeah. Yeah, but it's like... What like forty or fifty bucks for like a week's supply of it? Yeah, mm. it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, 
but it's it's the same shit. Why is that legal <laughs> and this isn't? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they want it going through the companies under their yeah. pocket. Of course, know. of yeah. course, mm. for sure. We were, we were talking the other day about um, organic tobacco, like organic cigarettes, and you, you can get those. I think they're Jarrah called Jarrah cigarettes, which use oh, yeah. like or, organic tobacco. Mm. And I've had it every now and then. You get this like this strange, like a flavour to it, mm. but it doesn't taste like one of these just factory fucking yeah but, but old what, cigarettes. What I was saying to Johnny was. Yes, yeah, cigarettes are bad. Yes, alcohol is... Oh, sorry, alcohol. Uh, tobacco is bad. <laughs> but, like, why not have a company, like an indie company, doing some organic shit? Mm. Like, no additives, just straight tobacco, hemp, non-bleached paper to roll it. Like, mm. what's so bad about that? But mm. I was saying that you'd probably get shot if you tried to, <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that. But. What's it, the amount of shit that's in cigarette tobacco, mm. it's, it's not just, like, nicotine that's the problem. It's, like... Cyanide, <laughs> no, 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 Hi- I mean, hydrogen cyanide, or some shit like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've seen all this stuff about like they they treat it with uh, ammonia because it it's got you know you buy Panadol Rapid and it's got caffeine as well as paracetamol because they bind together, potentiate it gets in your system quicker and works faster. Mm. So apparently, when they treat the tobacco with ammonia, it does the same thing. So the nicotine gets your brain like instant, yeah, mm. far more addictive. But they put shit like antidepressants in them and like all kinds of weird shit what yeah antidepressants yeah how do they get that into the tobacco it's not like obviously like you know oh we're gonna put I don't know fucking Prozac in this <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's some chemical that's like a monooamine oxidase inhibitor like has the same effect as an antidepressant so mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. more than just okay, nicotine okay. Yeah, that yeah. you're addicted to that's why it's so hard to get off mm-hmm. yeah and that's why you literally feel depressed uh, if you don't smoke after yeah. like a couple of days yeah. you're like why do I feel so flat yeah. and weird why do I hate my life so much <laughs> yeah but it's it's always I had this um being addicted to smokes is like having a cloud over you. Oh, yeah, it's you know, you know that, that feeling like where you don't feel quite right. You don't have energy like you used to. Yeah. And things are just kind of flat. And like, do you know when you peek out on those days and you have like 30 cigarettes because you're stressed out? Yeah. <laughs> but the more you have it, like... The worse you feel. The worse you feel, but mm-hmm. the less, like, enjoyment you get out of it. You're, like, you're smoking yeah. your 30th cigarette, and you're like, I fucking hate this, yeah. but I keep going for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst thing. Yeah. I hate it. I wish I'd never started smoking. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Cigarette? I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I keep wishing that you could just go to, like, a, a service and buy, like, a pack of two cigarettes. Just two. Like, rather than buy a whole fucking pack, I just want two cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not too bad. Like, in London, they used to do the half packs. Yeah, the, the tens. Yeah. Remember that, that time in San Francisco? Mm. That last night? And, um, oh, they've... The, uh, the, these, like, I don't know, hobos, homeless guys had, like, scrunched together some coins and walked into the, um, the news agent or bottle or oh, whatever it is, and they'd ask the guy for, like, individual cigarettes. And the oh, guy behind yeah, yeah. the counter actually ripped open the packet and yeah. gave, sold them individual cigarettes. Yeah, I that saw shit that. would never happen in Australia. No, no, no. <laughs> I saw that a bunch in like, like Cleveland and like lower socioeconomic areas. Mm-hmm. A lot of that individual cigarette sale thing. Same shit in Indonesia as well. Yeah, um, yeah. For, I saw this. <laughs> I can't remember where I saw it, but apparently there's like a black market tobacco thing in Australia, specifically in New South Wales, called Chop Chop. So you can go in. To like most news agents and cigarette vendors and be like, chop chop. And they'll just give you a bag of like illicitly grown untreated tobacco. Which is probably healthier. <laughs> well, actually, no. Yeah. Let's not go that far. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking. <laughs> Shit. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, 
it, even when you do quit, you don't really quit. That's a no. thing. That's a fucked up thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Even my, when you do yeah, quit, dude, it's my, like it's like a timer, like a ticking, oh, yeah. like a, a time my, bomb. My mum quit smoking when she was pregnant with my sister, who's two years older than me. So thirty six years ago, she quit, and she still has cravings for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same with my dad. It's crazy. My dad's quit now for something like 20, 30 years, but he always says to me, like, it's always an option. Yeah. When you look at it, you're like, ooh, I could totally go for a drag, <laughs> even though you could be, you know, 30 years into quitting. Totally. It's mm. fucking... Oh, wow. Yeah, my, my grandparents used to own a tobacco farm in South Africa. Mm. Yeah, where they just grow it for themselves and sell it off to whoever's buying the tobacco. Because mm. that, that was how people made money back then over there. Yeah. Grow your own tobacco and sell it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No permit required. I just noticed <laughs> with these headphones on that I have a whistly inhale in my nose. Really? Hear that? I thought that was, jo- <laughs> I I thought that was Johnny that. vaping. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, it's a lot more sensitive. Like it doesn't, it doesn't come out on the final product. Jelly so, good, yeah. jelly good. There's, there's, there's a double mix. I think we worked out so you get the processed sound plus the the raw. Oh, of mix course. coming together. Yeah, yeah, bit of both. Good double bussing. <laughs> Guitar processor for the win. Mm. Mm. Uh, can you be a gentleman and open this beer for me? Because I am weak. You need to learn how to do this. I, I know how to do it. It just it it's, hurts. It's un-Australian for you to not be able to do that. Nah, mate. <laughs> how dare you tell me what? Struth, mate. Come struth. on. Bloody hell. What the fuck is struth? I, it's like... Uh, I yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh. Oh, my goodness. Core blimey. One yeah, of those man. kind of things. Yeah. Where were you? Where were you tonight? Sorry to change the subject, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, I was in O'Connor with the uh, Cursed Earth dudes and girl. They were just shooting a music video. Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, in some little sort of green screen facility, everything, oh. everything was green. Oh. Everything, every single thing. Yeah, so they've got like a sort of two hundred and seventy degrees worth of green screen, but. In the green rooms and such, like mm. the curtains are green, the couches are green, the wall, everything is fucking green there. What are they no, going to lay over it? Like a galaxy or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, all right. We'll have, we'll to, wait and we'll see. have to wait and see. Mm. Maybe it's just going to be green. Maybe that was the thing. <laughs> that was it. We want a green themed video. Just really like green. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, what bands are you touring with? You've got Aversion's Crown. Yep. Uh, I do Cursed Earth. Cursed Earth. As well. Uh, they're my two main bands. Your two babies. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they often have conflicting tour schedules. So, Cursed Earth was out with Liotta's Murder while I was in Europe. And they're doing their first Europe tour while I'm in America. So, that sucks. I would have liked to have... Done both. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd like to have gone out with my pals on their first Euro tour, first international tour, but Yeah. Are you responsible for anything else other than the sound? Like, there's a lot of tour guys, like, I mean, sound guys, they double up as a TM or a driver or... No. No? I I kind of despise the... Uh, I don't even know the words I'm trying to use. I, I don't like the, the, the multiple jobs being combined into one thing. Like, it's stressful yeah. enough doing either of those activities... And I yeah. feel like there should be one person to concentrate on one thing and one to concentrate on the other. Yeah, yep. You don't want to be spread too thin, right? Mm. Yeah, no, but like I'm really good at finding cheap shit on the internet, so I'll find hotels and stuff for the dudes. Yeah, and, cool. You know, I'll help out in any way that they ask me to. But no, my main concern is just just doing the mixing. Yeah, you, you want to? You don't want to be trying to get a good level and wondering if the van's got fuel in it or not. 
Oh, yeah, well, that's, exactly. that's the driver's problem. Not, that's, that's never the TMC. But the TM stuff, it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's annoying. Wake up on time. Lobby call. Yeah, lobby shit. calls. And you know, everyone wants to know what the Wi-Fi password is and where yeah. the towels are and when's catering and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And meh. I'd, meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, I love watching really pro tour managers in mm. action, though. See, that's the thing. They're really, really fucking good at it. They're fucking good. They, they, and I, yeah. it, it would take me so long to be as good. Yeah. That it, it, it yeah. They, they, they can MacGyver any situation. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No so hotel room, fine. That's fine. You know, they can book one. Yeah. yeah. Fixed immediately. Yeah. It's I, crazy. I just love tour managers that have towels for everyone. Yes. Mm. You know, yes. It's very infrequent that that happens. But when you get a TM that is on top of towels, you know you've got a good a TM. Good, yeah. Yeah. All folded in that, like a little pile. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I've never used. A fucking towel. What do you mean? And I complain about sweat every fucking show, but I've ne- never I've, used a I've towel. I've never used a towel on stage, in, like a proper white towel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you, you mean know, like... whole life. No, no. Just drip dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but no, I'll start, I bring my own towel. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I bring a Dude. microfiber towel. That yes. is my Fuck yes. number one piece of advice. What's the difference? You it's, take you take off less it, skin when you no no it's just it's face? super absorbent, <laughs> okay. but it's really they're, they're normally smaller than a regular towel. They're super thin. And it's, it's really quick. easy to come and it dries in like yeah, fucking five dry, minutes. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Fuck. And it's got some antimicrobial shit going on in it. So yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't smell like ass. Yeah, after it. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? We're we talking about towels. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't panic. Always carry a towel. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, are you tired? You tired? I'm always tired. Yeah. Are you? Do, are you? How's your sleep? Is it all right? Well, I sound like a fucking therapist, but <laughs> no, it's not actually. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been all right for a number of years though, because apparently I have sleep apnea. So yeah, that's a killer. That that uh, smoking actually worsens sleep indeed. apnea. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed yeah. it does. As does being a fat, lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm that fat, but uh, I only have the apnea thing if I'm sleeping on my back. So as long okay. as I sleep on my side, I'm fine. Okay, I, I can't yeah. sleep on my back. No, I'm I always one, to, one side or the other. Yeah, I used to not be able to, but then I started doing it and have not slept well ever since. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I'm always so tired that it just, you know, it's whatever. Being on tour for however long and not sleeping, it just doesn't really, doesn't change how tired I am because I'm always really fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that sleep apnea shit is actually quite dangerous actually it's very dangerous yeah well your heart can essentially stop while you're sleeping because yeah. you're basically suffering I mean suffering suffocating yeah yeah so your airway basically collapses and you cease breathing for an indeterminate period of time depending on the severity and what happens is that your brain comes out of deep sleep because you can't restart the breathing process in deep sleep so you're sort of waking up, but not consciously waking up. So the entire night, you're just constantly in a light state of sleep as opposed to getting any REM sleep. So basically, you wake up in the morning feeling like you've got a hangover and you haven't slept at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's shit. Yeah. And uh, it's quite common, like you said, with with people with weight problems. But um, apparently, you can even like listen to the snore of someone... Yep. And that can actually determine whether they have it because yeah, you sound totally. like you're fucking dying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah, sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, you'll hear silence followed by a loud that's, sort of. 
like after a while. Yeah, yeah. like gasping for air. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm. That's crazy. But it, it can actually like shorten your lifespan as well. Yes. Like slowly because you're not sleeping right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Carrie Fisher died of. Sleep apnea. Really? Yeah, that's what got her on the plane, apparently. Shit, but did she... Was that a combination of that plus, yeah, plus some pills and stuff? Yeah, plus the system and all that kind of stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was the sleep apnea was the the kicker, I guess. Yeah, but she got off the... How did she... When did she die? Was it, I won't say, was it on the plane? It wasn't on the plane. On the plane. I no, she, she something happened on... cardiac arrest and was taken off the plane. Off in, the plane. Cardiac, right, oh, yeah. wow. Don't okay. quote me on that, because I'm now realising I don't have the facts on that one. Oh, no, that's <laughs> all right. Just out of my heart. We, we don't talk facts here on this podcast. <laughs> we just fucking speculate everything. <laughs> yeah, but that sucks, man. Yeah, it's shitty. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Life is pain and misery. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to go back to the, the Carrie Fisher thing, but wasn't the whole thing that she was meant to be clean? Like, she had, like, like sworn off drugs, but then it turns out she hadn't. Yeah, well, I think that's a pretty common mm, thing with people sure. who yeah. say that. I, but yeah, she had a bunch of stuff in her system, from what mm. I recall. Mm. I've heard some stuff about that. But oh, yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. there was a point where she was like a sort of advocate for anti-drug type thing for a long while. Well, she might have been a whole pile of prescription stuff, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's the new cocktails, isn't it? Oh. I seem to recall something about cocaine being in there, so more than, yes, more than yes. just prescriptions. <laughs> no, 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 I did hear that there was some cocaine found in the system, which is bizarre. Yeah, because she'd been clean for a while. Mm, but yeah. There you go. Don't do drugs. Mm. Don't yeah. smoke either. Mm. Yeah. Moderation. 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 <laughs> but you've got to, like, I don't know. The worst is, like, having breaks or trying to kill time. Oh yeah. Without smoking. Yeah. Which yeah, for yeah. for non-smokers sounds fucking stupid, but it for us yeah. it's like man but, like you know anyone that you know that has worked or is involved in the music business in any way shape or form knows how much fucking waiting around happens. Mm. Oh yeah. Standby standby to standby. That's <sighs> that was our motto. Oh, you know, we <laughs> yeah. we did this little UK run on this tour and from the last show in Bournemouth, we had to drive to Jeroma in the Czech Republic, and it was 24 hours of straight driving. <sighs> Fuck. Played Brutal Assault, got off the stage. About half an hour later, we then had to drive all the way back to Ypres in Belgium, which is right next to Calais, so where we just came from, 20 hours back the other way. So we spent 44 out of 48 hours driving. Fuck. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that's what touring is. It's mm. just driving and waiting. And then, you know, half an hour to an hour of playing a show and then driving and waiting. Yeah. Mm. Was it like was it a, a like a big bus or just a small van? No, we just had a like a Mercedes Sprinter type thing. Yeah, so, so it's it like, the sort of thing where you all sort of packed in, you're not like got bears that you can sleep on and shit. Well, there's the I think they call them a splitter. So there's like a sort of area in the back to load up merch and gear and mm. above it there's a bunk that can sleep on oh, three okay. people yeah, yeah. but because of the centre of gravity of <laughs> being so high basically you can't sleep there at all <laughs> take Unless a corner stationary. Just yeah you're just constantly being <laughs> rocked around so yeah. the, depending on the configuration of the van sometimes you can sleep on the seats uh, there was a lot of floor space between the benches so you could mm. sleep on the floor but it was the floor didn't so. that actually happen to some big artist 
they the the tour bus. I got flung out the window of the tour bus. Yeah, who, was, I think who that was, was that? Cliff Burton, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's from he, the original bass player from Metallica? Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah from the tour yeah. bus, got flung out the window. Or something. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Nasty <laughs> piece of business. That. Yeah, touring touring is fucking dangerous. It is. Yeah. It is. But it slowly wears on you, like, just through the eating and even just your ears, like, losing your hearing slowly. Oh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> like, these cans are pretty loud, but... Yeah. Do you, I, do you have yeah. hearing problems? Hearing problems? No. No? No, I look after my ears. You're pretty sensible, though. Yeah. I, I had a run-in with tinnitus back when I was at oh, fucking TAFE doing one of those Cert 3 music performance thingies. Ah, the old TAFE mm. Cert 3, yeah. And I was sitting next to, like, a Marshall Stack jamming... And it was just blaring into my left ear. And I got tinnitus from it. And, you know, you get tinnitus every time you go to a concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you understand what it is that's causing it, you think, well, it's just normal and it goes away. Yeah, just away. loud noise goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so this time it didn't go away for like a week. And I was like, fuck, if this stays around forever, I'm going to fucking neck myself because I can't deal with it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so yeah. I went to an audiologist and I had my hearing test done, the baseline test and all that kind of thing. And it was what they referred to as a temporary threshold reduction. So it's basically where your cochlea hardens to prevent any further damage, but it's kind of like raising the noise floor. Mm. So the tinnitus that was already there is now more present, and you can just hear it until the cochlea kind of undoes itself. And okay. So basically when that happened to me, I was like, all right, I'm wearing earplugs, even if I just go to a fucking nightclub. Yeah. Like I'm yeah, always yeah. wearing earplugs. So yeah. obviously mm-hmm. you can't wear earplugs when you're mixing, um, and I've lost enough pairs of custom molded ones now that I just buy cheap shit like Heroes because <laughs> I'm not replacing those things again. Um, but I will mix, you know, like two or three songs of a band. Once I've got the levels right, then I'll pop my ears, uh, pop my earplugs in, maybe make some adjustments so that it's balanced between no earplugs and earplugs because there are people obviously wearing yeah, similar yeah, kind yeah, of earplugs. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I won't, I won't watch bands without earplugs. Mm. That's really cool. That's really because I always fucking forget to bring mine, mm. and I feel uh, I find it's really awkward in social situations when I can't have a conversation with someone. But it's really mm. good in a way because if you don't want to talk to someone, you can just stick them in. Well, and be I, like, I actually find it's easier to hear people when there's loud music on if you have your plugs in. Yeah, yeah, especially the ones that have the, the attenuators in it that actually take out certain yeah. like high frequencies and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. but you you can't control your volume when you talk back. No, obviously, yeah. I usually. <laughs> screw, but because uh, I'd like I I suffer from tinnitus twenty four seven. Yeah, and I wish in hindsight that I actually take. But I've always found myself in those jobs and stuff that have a loud, lot of loud noise, especially I'm you know, doing uh, stage work and stuff. Yeah, where you know even the steel work erecting, putting up the stages and stuff, oh, yeah, of banging fucking hammers and steel. Yeah. It's always been around loud mm-hmm. noise. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's something that there should be more education around because once it Absolutely, happens, yeah. it's there forever. Yeah. I mean, there have been some interesting bits of progress with stem cell treatment to regrow cilia, so there could be a cure for it in the future. Mm. Mm. Well, I think yeah, at the moment the only two cures for it is you get you can get like this uh, hearing aid yeah, that can play the, the same frequency, frequency and yeah. it essentially it tricks the brain into thinking it's, it's like, not there, like noise cancer. Yeah, and the kind of thing. the other cure is to just remove your eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my my hearing's great. It's uh, it's much better than young people's. The last time I had that temporary threshold shift or reduction, whatever the fuck it is, uh, went and got another test done, and the guy showed me the chart, and he was like, "This is like crazy. Like you have better hearing than I do." <laughs> and I had Shit. like most most people as you get older, your sort of high frequency starts to roll off. Mine goes up. 
Like it's yeah. more sensitive. So your your hearing is getting better as you yeah. get older. <laughs> you, you'll be a cat in ten yeah, years. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, no. So yeah, no, no I hearing problems. But occasionally I'll get the tinnitus kind of just sort of swell in from the background, like. Yeah, yeah. So I think it goes away. The last time I did a hearing test, it turns like I haven't lost any hearing. Mm-hmm. So I've still got good hearing. I've just got this t- uh, tinnitus going on. Yeah. But I've had that where you'll get another frequency sort of coming in from somewhere that I've literally looked over my shoulder. And yeah, what yeah, the f- yeah. Where the fuck is that coming from? Yeah, yeah. It, it does, like, I mean, I've learned to deal with it. I yeah. just, you know, accept it. But there gets times where it gets so bad, you just, like, you get worried about it. Just well, like, you, you feel trapped no. and powerless. Yeah, well, there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. Well, mm. at the moment, hopefully. So. But I know what you're talking about. Like, uh, do you get, like, how you'll be, you'll hear, like, everything dull for a bit? And, yeah. And yeah. this little... Yeah, it just yep. raises in. We'll come in. And then it'll go away. And then it'll go away. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Mm. Is that the government? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. no, it's just your fucking ears. Yeah. Mm. But no, I definitely look after your ears. Definitely look after your ears, I yeah. I think that, that that's just a, a... It's tinnitus that's always present, but you're so used to tuning it out that, you know, sometimes it just maybe, I don't know, changes frequency or what yeah. the deal is, mm. but maybe just pops in for a bit and then if you ignore it, it will go away. Yeah. 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 I get tinnitus when I'm... Really drunk as well. Me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ever like shut that car well, door after a night out and all you hear is, <laughs> and you're drunk as hell. <laughs> there's there's other things. I mean, there's a whole other discussion about tinnitus just being a mental thing. Mm. And they, in early days, they were saying that it wasn't actually real. It was just more like a, a mental psychology type thing. Oh, it's definitely which, real. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but even things to do with it being tied to like your jawbone as well, because there's yeah, yeah. parts of your ear and the nerves and stuff attached to your jawbone. Oh, yeah. So yeah. even like, I, and I, that's why I started getting, starting to like self-diagnose and trying to self-work out what's going on. And you, I started thinking, you know, maybe when you go to the dentist and you're certain with, with your teeth and stuff, yeah. if you're not looking after your, your teeth and stuff, is that having some sort of effect through oh, the yeah. jaw to the, the ears and that? Probably. It's yeah, all connected. Can, yeah, it's all linked. Ear, nose, and throat. ENT. Yeah. But, you know, if you go to loud gigs and you don't wear earplugs, then mm. yeah. Yeah. you're going to get tinnitus. And one day it's not going to go away and it's going to be very unpleasant. Yeah. So mm-hmm. wear the fucking earplugs. Definitely. Remember Gus talking about some of his Gus friends? Warburton? Gus Warburton. Gus yeah. Warburton. But he would be like, uh, for some of my friends, it's, it sounds like a chainsaw. Yeah, and they have to yeah. sleep what? with a radio yeah. on, like, no yeah. channel, just with the white noise to mm. even get I, to sleep. I remember yeah. the time when um, they rolled in the TV and played a little, like, documentary on tonight. Mm. They're talking about people who have taken their lives over tonight. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. they can't deal with it. Yeah. And it's that fucking bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get, get that bad for me. Like, fucking well, no. just wear earplugs, you know? It's never yeah, too well, late. Yeah, like, I won't go out to a gig now without earplugs. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's good to hear. Yeah, mm. I've got a... Uh, I've F- got 15 dB attenuators in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, ultimate ears... Uh, what do you call it? Molded in- in-ear monitors? Yep. But you can take the... The cord out, obviously, and just yeah, wear them. Just use but them then, then you're wearing, like, $500 earplugs. <laughs> yeah. I fucking lose that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Ben, you, obviously, some of the bands you tour with use in-ear monitors. No. No? No. Not yet. Not yet. Is that something you're trying to push, or...? Uh, that's going to be the next thing that I do with, with the Aversion Crown guys. Uh, we're going to start touring with Behringer X32 Racks. So it's basically the functionality of that desk in a 2RU rack mount. Mm. Uh, so if we have two of them, you have a digital stage box connected to both of them, shares the inputs, have our own stage boxes, our own microphone leads, etc. So we don't have to worry about in-house gear. We just hand them the left, right. Go, there's your mix. 
And for the guys, it'll be all connected to transmitters. And the cool thing about those desks is you can connect up to them with a, an iPhone. Yeah. Assign a mix to them, they can mix their own in ears just off the Yeah. The iPhone. Oh, that's so cool. So there that's that's what we want to do next, just to, you know, keep the production at the it's you know, just basically exactly the fucking same every mm. single time and not have to worry about house monitors and monitor guys and all that kind mm, of yeah. stuff because that's because I, I get I've, I've thought about getting some in-ear monitors but like I don't even like to play my guitar with headphones on yeah because especially when you know we're playing full-on distortion and stuff you don't want that yeah. shit sitting right there well I saw something fucking awesome this morning when I was looking at in-ear stuff there's this company in Germany called Klang and they make this thing called the Fabric and the Vector and the Fabric is like a, a processor that you feed channels from the desk and it'll do like 16 stereo mixes the vector is like it clips into an existing IEM pack with like a piggyback cable and it's like a 3D positional system so you can actually set where the channels are on stage and then the vector pack will relay the information when you turn your fucking head right so let's say you're facing out into the crowd and you've got a guitar on your right holy shit when you fucking turn around that guitar ends up in your left in ears. Oh, so like, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like you're not wearing in ears while you're wearing in ears. So everything as you rotate. Yeah, it moves pen, with it. Yeah. Fuck. That is cool. Because that's, that's stuff that um, Sony started to develop for the, the VR headsets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that moving sound. So when you move your head, it's, the sound's moving essentially in the opposite direction to stay in the well, same yeah, place. Well, yeah, well, the sound is fixed. Yeah. And then as your head turns, it fucking, adapts to it. Fucking yeah. monitons, fuck. Yeah. Look it looks really fuck cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to fucking try it. It looks awesome. Yeah. Would yeah. that be pointless for drummers, though? Because <laughs> we're kind of fixed. No, well, it, but you can still turn no, your head. You, you, can, you, know. you can position things. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just like panning left and right. You can also sort of adjust the depth. And, yeah, yeah. But you can also set, you know, where the guitars are on the stage so it feels more. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Natural, depth-wise, yep. I think. I'd have to try it to see. Mm, well, I need to use uh, the, the, the pee-pee room. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah, we'll keep rolling if you want. I love this. Have a good piss. Have a good piss. Have fun. Do you, if When you piss on the floor, when you dribble on the floor, do you clean it up? Well, I try not to piss on the floor, but, yeah, yeah, but of course. In yeah. the event that you, like, go whoops. Yeah, if any of it gets, you know, around the rim or on the floor, of course. Yeah, you clean it. Okay, cool. Of course. Yeah, because people that don't, like, cool. piss me off. I think they're also the sort of people that don't wash their hands after they've gone to the bathroom. Yes, yeah. I mean, the worst is <laughs> when someone comes over and they go, oh, can I quickly use the toilet? And you're like, yeah, cool. And then you, you pop in after them and there's, like... Piss on your floor. Yeah, there's little dribbles everywhere, and you're like, just at least like get some like tissue paper. Just a little bit get of tissue a bit paper. Of fucking toilet paper. Yeah. Just, just fucking just dab it. Just dab it. Basic. Are you a dabber? Are you a penis yeah, dabber? A penis dabber. Yeah. Like a, a tissue paper on 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 the end of your your wee wee. No. 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 Just give it a shake. Is that really? <laughs> is that really beta male to do that? To, I'd, to I'd, dab the tip of your fucking I think it's I think it's an example of fastidious cleanliness, perhaps. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I always feel emasculated when I'm dabbing the end of my penis, though. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? That like, should probably tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping oh your mangina. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's like something that, yeah, that people don't tend to talk about whether they dab or not. I think that there are a lot of secret dabbers out this there. This is actually yeah. literally the first time 
that I've ever even heard about this. Really? Yeah, I've I've never never had this discussion before. Because sometimes you do the shake and then you go to walk away and then you dribble some more. And I fucking hate that. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah. But I don't know that I could ever get down with the uh the dab. The dab. Mm. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You feel a lot fresher after it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. Like, are you looking forward to the the next trip out? Like, do you yeah. when when you're back here? How long before the craving kicks in to to get back out there? I think for me now, being at home is weird. Yeah, being in a shitty van that I can't sleep in, staring at the roof, is now normality for me. So, oh, it's not that bad this time because it was such a fractured sort of tour. But what normally happens is that we're on the road for at least a month. And it's the same bands that you're touring with, so you develop a bond with them after a few days, mm. and you get this sort of post-tour depression where you miss all your tour pals. Yep. So because this run was not really with a consistent package, it was you know maybe five days with a band here, four days with another band there, two days here, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as bad this time, but yeah. Yeah. The the PTD. Definitely sinks in after a while. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, look, I I like to get home and have good sleep for a few days. Yes. And then I'm bored as shit and I want to go again. Yep, yep. It's weird. Like, when you're under the pump, you're like, this is, oh, this is so yes. bad. But then when you're off Indus. the pump, you're like, Kill I want to jump. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, you know, put, a week into the tour, in. you're just like, yeah, suicide. That's a good option. <laughs> I hope this bus goes off a cliff in a minute. But, you know. What, yeah. what did I walk into? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, uh, Sam was just talking about post-tour depression. And, and I, was, I asked him how long before it, you know. You feel like going back on tour. Mm. For me, it's like a week. Yeah. And then I'm ready to, to, to kill it again. I've never yeah. been on tour. Uh, well, I've done a Southwest tour. We put oh, yeah. two shows down. That's still a tour. <laughs> well, a tour a is weekender. that. Yeah. <laughs> a weekender. Yeah. The most I've done is 16, 15 dates, probably, in the row. And that... Whew. That's adorable. Yeah, yeah. That, that's nothing, right? <laughs> what, last, what are you doing, like 20, 30 shows? Sort of? uh, the last States one was 49. 49? Uh, the Europe one before that was 37 shows in 37 days. <sighs> but is, is there a thing? They so don't like, fuck around in Europe. Holy it's just shit. like a show every day. So some of the tours you've done been East, Eastern States. It's all national. Stuff. I've, yeah, I've so never like done stuff outside. But, but yeah. when you find yourself like in these other countries, uh-huh. do, do you find any sort of awkwardness of trying to understand what's going on or getting to nah. know... No, look, pretty much everyone that works in venues speaks English, so mm. um, I, I, I try and learn a bit of the language for each country that I'm going to, and we spend a lot of time in Germany, so, you know, it's a, it's a fairly yeah. easy language you to get like to grips with. Learn learn the, the, the term for three phase in um, every language. <laughs> 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 well, people... The only, only place I've ever had any dramas communicating was Japan, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because uh, pretty much everyone in Germany speaks... Yeah. Relatively okay English. Yeah. 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 And in Japan, they do things a little bit differently. So, you know, like, just stuff like the assignment of a monitor mix is universally the standard is if you're looking at the stage, to the left is mix one, in the center is mix two, on the right is mix three, and the drum wedge is mix four. That's universal. Except for in Japan, they're like, mm, Ichiban. Number one must be the vocalist because they're the star, so the center wedge is number one. And then the rest of them will be configured in whatever preference they think <laughs> yeah. it should be. You know, stuff like that yeah, is just yeah. kind of really fucking weird. Yeah. 
and a lot of them don't speak English. So I do speak a bit of Japanese because I studied it for a while, but I'm very rusty with it. So it takes right. me quite a few beverages before I feel <laughs> comfortable yeah. Yeah. maiming yeah. another language to a native speaker of said language. Yeah. They can drink pretty well over there, right? They're, they're pretty big drinkers <laughs> over there, right? Aren't they? They well, yeah. They'll they'll go drink for drink with you, but they're not necessarily that good at drinking. So oh, okay, right. Can do, have interesting results. Do they go red and and happy and fall asleep <laughs> in the train station? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all of them. Yeah, that can happen. <laughs> I, I love Japan. I love Japanese people there. Yeah, lovely, wonderful people and good food. Mm. Wonderful. Speaking food. of food, because they're they're about they're probably mm. cleaner than Vietnamese food. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say higher quality ingredients. Yeah, yeah. See, the Viet- yeah, um, we call them jungle Asians, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the more tan ones. You know, Philippines, Indonesia, uh, Vietnam, they're, they're the, the jungle Asians. But so it feels like you can get away with saying that. I can like say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I've, I've heard a horrible term along those lines that I will not repeat. Jungle gook? No. That's one of them. No. No? I, I, I can say that. It's all, it's all good. I don't want to say it. I've heard, you know what? Should I say it? Yeah, go for it. Fuck it. Monsoon coon. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. That is both horrible. Terrible, that is both terrible and amazing at the same time. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, but um, speak, speaking of Japan, do you, do you think they have something to worry about when it comes to North Korea? Well, I don't know, man. Or do you reckon- Look, the thing about North Korea is I <laughs> I don't think that anyone's going to invade North Korea because of the proximity of the DMZ to South Korea, specifically like how much artillery North Korea has pointed at Seoul. And I think if an invasion or an attack on North Korea were to occur, Seoul will just be destroyed. Mm. And obviously we can see that they can reach Japan with the missiles. Yeah, I I don't know. Is Trump fucking stupid enough to actually do something? Well, so this, this is the problem is, right, like you can't leave them doing what they're doing, but you can't stop them without some horrific consequences. So. Yeah. But see, I started mm. thinking, you know, it's, it is, is Kim Jong-un, that's the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un? I'm not sure if it's ill or un. No, I think it's un. I think... Ill was his father. Pappy, so it's yeah. It's but, one of the two. I mean, obviously he knows that the US is there, the UK is there, there's fucking Russia as well, and everyone's like looking at them. Yeah. Like, is someone really that stupid enough to do something like that? Well, the way, like, I look at it, like, maybe they just fight off a rocket, but they didn't expect it to work, <laughs> and it just went off like, oh, shit! Like, it went over <laughs> Japan, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. I, th- I think that they honestly, like, they look at situations in other countries where America has gone in and invaded them and you know, instilled democracy or whatever in those countries, and they've gone, well, they don't don't have nukes. So if we have nukes, then they can't do that because we've got the threat of nukes, so that's Mm. why they're doing all this shit. But, I I mean, that whole situation is so tense because, like, you know, they're trying to leverage pressure on China to sort of enforce these sanctions and use their economic might to hamper North Korea. But it's like, you know, China doesn't necessarily want a reunified Korean peninsula because then they've got all those Western allies right on their border. Mm. Like, there's so many facets to the situation mm. that it's like, it's almost impossible to tell what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Ge- um, like, geopolitics, like, that's... Yeah, it's crazy. And people don't get that either. Yeah. Well, I certainly don't get it, but 
there's more variables at play than people think. Yeah. Than what mm. we're showing in the news. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And I mean, obviously, when <laughs> most of the information that comes out about it is from Rupert Murdoch-controlled bullshit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, who yeah. knows? I mean, I was in the States when the the whole, that Carl Vinson carrier group thing got sent out there. And yeah. Like, the reporting that was going on over there was crazy. Like, it's, mm. you know, like, you think World War Three is two seconds away the entire yeah. time. It's mm. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, know, the sad thing, like you can see, like yeah, North Korea might do something and it might accidentally, you know, kill a couple hundred people, thousand people. But it's the US. That's what yeah. worries me is the US's retaliation yeah. and what they would do. But it's always think like, how would the world respond to that? Well, I, you, you'd have to think like if, if the US dropped a fucking nuke on North Korea and killed fucking thousands of people, yeah. people would be like, oh well, North Korea deserved it or some shit like. But at the end I of the day, know. like I don't know. I mean, it would be a tragic, tragic fucking thing if Japan had to go through another nuclear. Yeah, thing, you know, like yeah, they, just, they've they've know, been through. Think about it. You know, they've been through the hazing once. Yeah, already. I mean, you'd so. have to think that Kim Jong Un can't be stupid enough not to know that if he does actually attack the U.S. or its allies, that he's going exactly, to exactly. Yeah, wiped exactly. Off the that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. He can't be that stupid. He's yeah. like a. But he, he he's like our age, isn't he? I think <laughs> the thing about North Korea that kind of escapes a lot of people is that that country is completely media-wise, completely state-run. So yeah. a lot of the bluster and the the crazy shit that the guy says about what he's going to do to you know Western Imperial, all, all that kind of stuff, it's not actually meant as a direct threat. It's for the people. It's more for the people. It's propaganda for the people. Exactly. So that they think that he's, you know, the big, big, awesome leader. So I, I I honestly, I just don't know. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, it's a weird situation because you can't, you can't leave him to develop nukes and maybe use them, but but you can't stop him from doing. Kim Jong Un is thirty three years old. He's my age. Yeah. What would I do if I was running a country? Uh, well, I, if and I was running country, I'd be <laughs> shit at it. That's I'd be fucking but it up. To me, like I, I look at that and go, okay, here's a guy that's sort of my age. He's running a country yeah. and he's got the whole world looking. I like I, you know, me being a bit of a a, a, a wanker, I'd be fucking with people. Yeah, I'm like oh, I'm gonna. Oh, look at the US. Look at this guy, Donald Trump. Like, I'm gonna fuck with him. And, you know, yeah, that's what no, I kind yeah, of look. Maybe, at, but then that's knows? just me being, you know, maybe having a bit of. Yep. Thinking about other people, but yeah. I, I, I like I to see a bit of faith in humanity, but it's fading quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the uh, the actual border between North and South Korea? With my own eyes. Well, I, no. I saw a doc on it. And it's, oh, I've it's, seen it's, documentaries on it. It's yeah. a fucking room, and one guy stands on one end, and another guy stands on the other end, and they don't talk to each other. It's a fucking what? room. The, the but what? But what? Well, no, the DMZ is is more like a like a wide. Trenchy kind of thing. Yeah, there's that one border crossing spot. Yeah, that that, that yeah mutual economic cooperation. Yeah. What do they actually thing. have to do, to assume? Do they have a fence or a wall? Yeah, or? Yeah, yeah, like fences yeah. on both sides, and then there's like a, the, a roomy corridor type thing. Yeah, there's there's a room. There's essentially a room with one guard that that is stands there for like twelve hours and can't talk. Yeah, and they just stare at each other. And they obviously have like a kill zone on each side. There's some crazy shit mm. that's gone down in that DMZ, though. Mm. I can't remember the specific details, but if you if you have a Google about the uh, the hatchet tree incident thing, mm-hmm. like what's someone, what's that? One side it was either North Korea or the states. Someone wanted to cut down a tree that was obscuring the view from whatever, and it almost set off a new war. Like, 
<laughs> just just Google it, like North Korea tree hatchet thing. Oh just look goodness. it up. It's it's fascinating reading. Oh. Weird, weird, weird situation. So weird, so mm. petty, mm. so petty. Can't we all just get along? I was gonna, I was literally gonna <laughs> Fuck say, Fuck no, that. we can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our nature. Well, that's another thing. Like we spoke about this with Steve. Do you think it's in in our nature to be evil? Like that, to, to divide, or do you think that's something that we've been taught and we're believing that bullshit? Because I actually think the other way around. I think people are pretty cool. Look, that is a very deep and multifaceted question. Yeah. I mean, like, I am a militant atheist, and I don't believe that our morals and ethics come from biblical bullshit. I yep. think that that's just part of human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... <laughs> base level humans go further by cooperation as opposed to conflict yeah it's very hard for me to to answer that as to say whether it's nature or nurture i think maybe certain humans are predisposed towards greed and selfishness and others are not i I don't think you can tar everyone with the same brush and say no "No, humans are Mm. humans are born good and are corrupted by society or religion or whatever Mm. i do you know maybe some yeah. people are born good, some people are born fucked. Well, may- maybe it's literally in, in DNA, like just from the yep. the, tra- the trauma, from like generational trauma passed down that, that makes you turn into something from birth. Well, you know, what, maybe. what about sharks? Are sharks born evil or are they just... Well, they're, they're, they're not evil, they're just... <laughs> they just do what... They're eating more people now, so they're <laughs> yeah. obviously they're... But you see, we've, we've, given, we've given them that evil... Well, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting, like, because so. I've traveled everywhere, basically, apart from Africa and Antarctica. And I've been to most most continents. I've been to a lot of countries. I've been traveling around since I was born. And it's very interesting when you go to Asian countries where it's more of a community sort of focused upbringing versus an isol- well, not isolationist, should I say, a selfish kind of like me me, me, me kind of upbringing in Western civilization where it's like whoever's the best individual and, you know, mm, yeah, they yeah. will rise to the top, whereas in Asian countries it's more of a community spirit and it's a lot nicer and more peaceful and harmonious in those countries than it is often in Western society. Like there's some very interesting research around depression being pretty much Western. Western. Yeah. Only Western. And thing, look, I don't want to step on any toes, but things like eating disorders and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's very Western. Yep. Yeah. Um, very interesting. We could open yeah. up a whole 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 barrel of fish on many things like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What, why is that, do you think? It's really... Well, I think that, like, it's very strange going to America, you know, the home of capitalism and the kind of cream rising to the top sort of society. <laughs> Just... The mentality that they have is, I don't know, it's weird. I think it's its not necessarily in our, in our nature to actually behave in the way that they are raised. Mm. I think, as I said before, cooperation is, is better than conflict, and I feel like they're raised with conflict as, yeah. as the answer to their, yeah. their issues. And, and pl- I think the, the media saturation, the media output yeah. definitely and, has something to do with it because there's girls like just... Oh, and look, honestly, I think the the other issue is is the internet and smartphones and addiction to that sort of stuff. Yeah, for I sure. Think causes yeah. you know it's it's technology that appears 
on the surface to make you more connected, but it's actually mm. probably making you less connected. I actually found a, a I was actually reading off a good quote today, so if I can pull it up. I have a good quote today uh, for today. Um, it's weird how before when the internet first was coming up, mm-hmm. we went to the internet to escape life, but now we've got to go back to life to escape the internet. Yes. How mm-hmm. weird is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you remember back in the day before the internet and mobile phones, you knew all of your friends' phone numbers, right? Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you wanted to hang out with someone, you would call the phone, and if they weren't there, you wouldn't hang out with them, or maybe you'd go knock on their door. And when you were out, that was it. Yeah, yeah. No one could contact you. No one could find you. Know. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like everything. You're checked in here. You're tagged in there. Like you can be contacted, emailed, text yeah. message. Yeah, you Facebook, can't, can't escape it. Yeah. Can't WhatsApp, escape it. Signal. It's just. But you also can, relentless. You can bail on shit. Yeah, like yeah. five minutes before, like text someone and go, "I'm not fucking coming." You know, yeah. mm-hmm. but you couldn't yeah, do yeah. that before. No, no, no. Yeah, you, know, you would. Yeah, um, <laughs> the happiest times in my life these days are when I smash my phone and I don't have a new one for like two weeks. I, I'm not on the internet. They're yeah. the happiest mm-hmm. times of my life. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. What was the quote that you were going to... Um, yeah, quote. Uh, Do you mind if I spark this number or are you, you going to... Science and technology <laughs> revolutionize our lives. Yep. But memory, tradition, and myth frame our response. Mm. Mm. I just found that really... Mm. Deep. 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 That, that was from um, Arthur Schlesinger. 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 Schlesinger, yeah. Mm. Schlesinger. <laughs> <laughs> But um, very weird. I think we're all. I saw this really cool YouTube video. We're basically all dopamine fiends yes, and now. That is and, what the internet is doing. The to internet us. is pumping that that through. You know, like just with notifications yep. and things like oh, yeah. that. It's Look, I I disabled notifications on my phone, so no LED, no vibrate. No, the only thing that I get notified about is you know it'll vibrate for a text message, an email, or a phone call. That's it. Yeah. No notifications for any social media. Yep. And I now kind of leave my phone over there, out of arm's reach, upside down so I can't see the screen. And then I specifically only check it, you know, every couple of hours or if, you know. if if you're like expecting something. If you know that there's something that you're waiting for, yeah, like I just an email or something, yeah. Look, I noticed many years ago at Amplifier Bar, I was outside in the smoking area having a cigarette. <laughs> Always Ant. Yeah, it's always Ant. That's a a stomping ground. Always probably will be. I just remember being out there and having a beer and a cigarette and being unable to use my phone because both hands were occupied. And I was just standing there and I was watching people. And people would be in the middle of a conversation with someone and they'd just pull their phone out and start looking at it like it was totally acceptable and normal. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is kind of fucking weird. Yeah. And after I finished the beer or the cigarette or whatever and I had the free hand I'd pull my phone out and I'd start flicking through Facebook and I was like oh, you know I looked at this five minutes ago this is all boring shit nothing well, why am I looking to put it away half a minute later it's out again I'm like yeah, I, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. so I started trying to not do it and it, when you stop using it so much and you start looking at what other people are doing it's really fucking scary yes yeah, absolutely and I, I started to look into like internet addiction and social media addiction porn addiction all that kind of stuff mm. and there's some fucking frightening shit absolutely like <laughs> there's this thing that I stumbled upon called NoFap have you heard of this no so it's a community of people who basically try and stop jerking off to internet porn 
because it's ruined their fucking lives. Oh, I have something to take on to that. Yeah, but, but go on, go on, go on. Yes, yeah, so this is interesting. Yeah. What they postulate is, uh, what do they call this? The, uh, the Coolidge effect. So mammal brain is stimulated by novelty. So new partners, new things. Um, so you can observe this thing in rats where if you put a rat in a cage, male rat, female rat, they'll have sex for a while, rat gets bored, doesn't want to do anything with them. Measure the dopamine levels, they're not very high. Put a new female rat in, suddenly dopamine's back up. Keep putting in new female rats and they will just keep fucking till they're so exhausted that they can't even fucking move. So this apparently is present in the human brain as well. And when you're using porn, you're basically getting the same dopamine reward as if you were to go out and mate with a partner which is the highest amount of dopamine you can get because that's the biggest urge that we have is to spread our genes. So when you have broadband internet and you've got these tube sites and you've got so many things, you're clicking on all this fucking shit, you're just squirting out dopamine, mm-hmm. non-fucking yep, 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 yep. and you start looking at weirder and weirder and weirder shit because you can't get off Because you can't get off anymore. <laughs> yes, right? yes. Yep. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is exactly the same thing that happens with uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff because... People think that dopamine is a reward chemical. Like, you do a thing, you get the dopamine. But it's actually, like, uh, responsible for your motivation and your drive. So it's actually something that's released when you're, you're seeking information. Yes. You see, mm. you're, the chase, the yeah. dopamine so chase. You, yeah. you remember when Facebook switched to, like, uh, the non-chronological timeline by default? Yep. Yeah. So top and, stories? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Inst- Instagram did it recently. Mm-hmm. I know I never used Instagram much until they changed to the non-chronological order, and I found myself using it all the fucking time because I had to flick through all this shit to try and find the stuff that I actually wanted to see. You have to go down further in the you timeline. Have to keep going, and it yeah. keeps you there, and they've designed this shit to be as addictive as possible. Like, the exact same shit that happens with the porn addiction is, mm. is happening with the social media addiction. Absolutely, yeah. It's, wow. it's crazy. And if you look into the statistics with the porn addiction stuff... Um, the average age for like kids to be exposed to hardcore porn these days is like six or seven years old, mm-hmm. and it starts to form like issues with how they perceive normal sexuality because they're mm. so used to seeing this fucked up porn that they think that that's normal. Yeah. So there's all this like theory going on about like the rise of sexual assault and uh, the amount of people who are becoming transgender, all this kind of stuff that maybe a direct result of porn because they're so used to seeing it and they've sort of mm-hmm. gotten into it at such a young age before they've actually gone through puberty that it's affected how they actually perceive all this stuff. Well, so that I, explains my problem then. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go really, really deep. I just, I just one, one Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for with, it, with, with that no fap thing, right, mm-hmm. they, they stop... The, the reason that a lot of these people stop doing it is because if you start using porn and you use it compulsively from a young age... A lot of these guys have found that they're impotent. They can't get an erection when they're in the presence of a woman. Yes. Because it's, it's not the same. Level. It's yeah, not porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called porn erectile dysfunction. Yeah, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. So yeah. they stop. That means when you're actually with a chick, you're like, you oh, I'm not watching not porn, though, and it's, yeah, not, exactly. it's not my <laughs> own yeah. hand, therefore so, I can't uh, yeah, get it up. So yeah. these guys stop, stop using porn for as long as they can and start... Suddenly they can get erections again, their yep. anxiety goes away, their depression goes away, they've got more energy, all this kind of stuff. And it all links as well to like social media use. So mm-hmm. I started going, right, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to use the social media as much. And mm-hmm. for me, the difference it makes in your life. Yeah, is, the difference is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I haven't got to that point yet. 
<laughs> yeah, I've, I've never experienced the erectile dysfunction. Mm. But I actually have. Have you? Yeah. Mm. I got into porn when I was like 10, 11. So you when did. I was actually yeah. with a chick, I'd be like, uh, I'm not as yeah. like fucking like stimulated into it yeah. because you're like what's happening like it's not my own hand it's weird yeah but the thing know? is back back in those days when we were much younger in porn it was like finding magazines yeah yeah and actually flicking through magazines it's not where you can just log on somewhere and just like yeah. pages and you know, pages of fucking videos but like mm. when we were talking earlier about how maybe I have sleep apnea maybe I do maybe I don't whatever um, when I actually think back to the starting point of me feeling as tired as I feel these days it's back when I got broadband internet and I feel like the way that I use the internet and whether it's porn or social media, whether it's any of that sort of stuff, the way that I compulsively use it mm. is just like mm. like, like an addict of heroin do, or cocaine. Do you yeah. find, like if you're on, on your computer and you suddenly your internet drops, like there's a, a panic sets in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And like if, yeah. you, if your internet provider, like you get a fault and your internet's out for like two, three days, you're just like, fuck, I, I need the fucking internet back. And as soon as the you, internet you, comes back on, you go like, somewhere to find that connection. Yeah. Mm. Whether it be like a cafe, internet cafe, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, your internet comes back and you're like, oh, thank fuck. And you look at like two websites and you're like, oh, I'm bored now. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, that important. Exactly. But you feel like you need it. Yeah. 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 But like I, I look at the way that kids are using smartphones and iPads and stuff in school these days. And I'm thinking like the exposure age is dropping to the point. Like I was, I was watching a video on YouTube about this. Like this guy, I can't remember his name, but he does this thing called Your Brain on Porn. And it's basically exactly what he was saying about internet addiction five years earlier. Um, like, the, like there's kids in the States, like it's something like crazy, like 70% of kids around two to three years old have access to or have an iPad and know how to like scroll through and use mm, an iPad yeah, before yeah, yeah. they know how to fucking read. Yes. Yeah. What, what is that going to do to the attention spans? And- well, this, yeah. this leads to a, a second quote that I found today that sparked me was... Um, the real danger is not that computers will begin to think like men, but that men will begin to think like computers. Mm. From Sydney Harris, yeah. and that's where I go. And you know, we look at you know, we we obviously grew up in the days before internet, before all that yep. stuff. And you got these new generations that are being introduced to this stuff. Yep. You know, babies playing with fucking mm-hmm. iPads and stuff. And are the, are these generations just going to grow up with that mindset that that is life? Like, yeah. with this. Yeah. Digital connection and mm. stuff did you, like that. Yeah. Did you guys do like calculus and G and T and shit in maths in high school? No. I've, I dabbled and I did up, basic yeah. maths because <laughs> so I was <laughs> fucking dumb and smoking I, pot too much. I yeah. used to be really fucking good at maths. Right? Yeah, you and strike then, me as a person that would be good yeah, at maths but for sure. Yeah. Then I got a graphics calculator, and all of a sudden I realized that I didn't need to remember. Well, I don't know if I realized this. But my brain certainly realized that it didn't need to remember any of the maths anymore because I could just do it on the calculator. Mm. Mm. I can't even remember how to do long division these days. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah. Mm. Like, literally, I can't remember it. And it, <laughs> you just think, like, I was reading some disturbing statistic about the Japanese handwritten language disappearing because people just type these days. The mm. actual handwriting yeah. is something that's disappearing. Like, what... Parts of our culture and history and such are just going to disappear because they've just been replaced with a computer that can do everything for you. Mm. You know, like, you used to have to remember things and you used to have to recall facts and such, and you don't need to anymore because you can just fucking Google it straight away. Mm. And it's like, it's doing bad things. But he, here's, here's a thought. In terms of art, mm-hmm. is the building of this technology and the designing of the software and all that stuff that goes into this technology, is that an art form? I think it is. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. It's, are, it's we, are we just maths and 
are we just evolving on a level that we're just not ready for? Like maybe well, this, this, just beyond us because we're. Well, are we going? I, like to I, I feel like we're in that our like our generation is in that transitional stage. We're, we're in the transition and period, and yeah. I reckon the the only goal is complete singularity. Well, our, our brains don't multitask. It's proven scientific fact we mm. cannot multitask. Mm. People think they can multitask. You can't fucking multitask. No, they've been and drumming. That's not multitasking. Yeah, you, you're doing one thing, but different variations of you're one. Moving, you yeah. know, yeah. limbs, etc. That's very good coordination, but it's not multi... You're not fucking, like, you know, writing an essay while you're playing the drums. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Multitasking is, is the way that we're being forced to go these days. Like, fuck... I'm going to say where you work, but you know how much yeah. multitasking you're expected to do at work. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah Your yeah. concentration span is... is it's fucked these days. Like, it's yeah. such a tunnel vision. Fractured shit. Yeah, 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 sort yeah. of concentration. Like, fuck, I'll be on. I, I have this disturbing habit that I try and read in these days. I go down like a Wikipedia black hole. Like, I'll go on Wikipedia and I'll look up an article. While I'm reading, I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. You know, control click. Click the link. Yeah, so yeah. I open up all the tabs, right? And then I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm reading. I'm like, oh, I've got this tab. Oh, yeah, I really want to go look at that other. T-. So I'll go to the other tab. I'll start looking through it. I completely forget what I was originally looking at. Mm-hmm. I end up in some fucking random place, and I'm like, "How? How did I get here?" Yeah, I just- mm. yeah, yeah. But and see, I, that, that, that's where I've, I find like that's especially things like Wikipedia, where you're still, you're essentially, you're still learning stuff. Like you're intaking information that is. Yeah, want to say relevant, but it's but are you? It's helpful. Well, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, like, okay, that's a good yeah. because you're I not really retaining. You don't retain. Yeah, okay, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't actually retain, but mm. you get the answer instantly, which is great. But, but you don't retain anything. That's bad yeah. because you get the dopamine reward. Yeah. because you found the thing. Yep, and you think that you fucking you by finding it that you, you achieve something. Yeah, but yeah. you get this yeah. like real shallow yeah. understanding of a topic because yeah. if you retain any of it, you're not. You're not yeah. retaining much. Mm. Yeah. That, that's why I always, especially if I'm like writing something or taking notes of something, pen and paper. Yeah. Just the, the act of yeah. writing something out, that's what keeps it in your head. Especially for our, apparently our generation, that's really important well, to go back to pen and paper. Well, yeah. the thing about like psychologically, the way that you store long-term memory, the actual best way to store it is, like if you're at university in a lecture, the best way to do it is to not take any notes at all. So just focus on it and then try and remember it later. Mm-hmm. So basically, the more time that elapses between you learning something and then successfully recalling that information, the better it will stick in your long-term memory. So you'll find like um, language courses like, uh, what is it? The It's an audio, well, I can't remember the fucking name of it. Pimsler, Pimsler method. So they'll give you a word, they'll repeat it again later, They'll repeat it again. But every time that they repeat it and get you to recall it, the time has increased until the point where you don't hear it again for like five minutes, then it's ten minutes, then it's a day, then it's a week. And if you successfully recall it, it drives it into your long-term memory. Mm. So if that's the best way for us to actually learn and store information, think about how we're short-circuiting that just by having this instant access to all this information. Mm-hmm. You'll completely bypass yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> wow. So, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it really makes me worried. What We're I, all fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff, though, if you mm. if you look into internet addiction and, but and like, all this kind of stuff. It's all it's all tied together and it's all yeah scary. Let's fast forward, like, two more, three, uh, three, four more generations. What do you think the, the, the basic human will be like 
at well, that stage. Well, babies will, being, will be delivered by mechanical devices. There won't be a doctor there to receive mm. a child. The first, the first thing that child will see when it's born, whether it comes out of a person or not, or a tube, a baby, tube mm. yep. will be a fucking robot. Yeah. Mm. And that's their introduction to existence. Mm-hmm. Whether well, automation. It's a yeah, you know, it's yeah. a thing that a lot of people yeah. are worried about now. Implants, bionics. Yeah, well that that, that's happening yeah. now. You know, so many so many companies mm. are um, getting rid of um staff to implement, you know, robots and yeah. automated packaging yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that becomes a lot but you know, you think what happens everyone's like, Oh well we could we don't have to work anymore. Yeah. But then, you know, yeah, and then you got you got people like Elon Musk floating the idea of a universal basic universal income. income. Oh my god! Wow, this has come up a lot. Yeah, mm. universal income. That's the only, like the way we're headed with this model, this current model. That's the only way that's sustainable is to pay people. I bet that, yeah, yeah. communism. Yeah. But I no. I, <laughs> was that that article that Elon Musk had bought or had invested in some company type thing? Because uh, okay. I actually I got caught right. I got caught out in the scam because you know I, I follow Elon Musk I'm uh-huh. quite intrigued with the stuff he does and this article came out about he had invested in this company that was offering that kind of thing where universal income so I went and had a look at it and stupidly enough I was just in that mindset I'm going to try it out I signed up and it's this kind of investment thing but the minimum you could invest was 250 bucks like I oh, wanted 20 bucks and see what happens but no minimum 250 bucks. But it wasn't until later I was scrolling through Facebook Mm. and another page came up with the exact same article, a different website, but the name of the company had been changed. Oh, yeah. And so it's just like it it felt a total scam. And I I actually got a call from someone from the company saying, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, no, just delete my account, please. Just get Mm. rid of it. No, no, no. This is like it's, it's a theory, social economic kind of theory that basically... Eventually, every single job is going to be replaced mm. with automation. So, the idea is that there's a universal basic income because we're going to have a lot of free time on our hands because we don't need to mm. work anymore because yeah, you know, yeah. robots but, have taken our jobs. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people are assuming that if you give people money, they'll be lazy. I don't believe that at all. I think if you pay for basic shit, yeah. like rent and food, yeah. that maybe people will be more likely to. Take a risk on something. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, and be more innovative. I'd, I'd, I'd probably it, it blow it on a porn subscription. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on the environment, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, back to the, the whole addiction thing, you know, the, the model that most governments, well, especially like the states use is based on that research that they did, I can't remember which decade, where they, they had the rat in the cage with the water with cocaine and the normal water, and it would hit the cocaine thing till it OD'd and died. <laughs> And then mm. someone else looked at it and went, well, maybe it's the cage that the rat's in and built like a rat wonderland with all the things rats like to do <coughs> and mm. had the same cocaine and water thing and just drank the water, didn't go for the cocaine. Yeah. So wow. indicate that like the addiction is actually more of a product of your environment. So wow. I think that, yeah, if you were to give everyone a basic income, provided that the environment that people are in is, is good, is yeah, good, then yeah, mm, yeah. You know, people are going to do that. I've never heard interesting stuff. That that's actually a really good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Do you, Do you remember that that um, movie Wally? Yeah. The, the robot yeah, one. Yeah. The as as fun as a, a wicked movie it is, it, there's there's bits in that movie, and you know it's all animated, so whatever people can say whatever about it not being real, but the fact that everyone that lived on that ship were just like these fat people 
that got moved around in these automatic chairs and all they did was like look at TV screens and mm-hmm. drink fucking Slurpees. And I think that's the sort of thing where it's a, a wake up, like is that's what could happen is everyone just, you know, slacks off and yeah gives up. <laughs> but I think that might be a really nihilistic or cynical... I don't know. Yeah. I like to have hope that that exactly, shit yeah, happen in a thing. weird way. Yeah. I mean, I, I have concerns because of all the shit we were discussing before, like the internet and, and apps and social media and all that kind of stuff, as to whether or not that creates a culture of laziness and mm. instant rewards and all that kind of shit. So, I don't know. I just... Eh. <laughs> who knows who knows what who knows? is going to end up like but like I still would I love being in this point of, in time at mm. the same time even though I have no other reference point because yeah, I can't but, remember yeah. my past life <laughs> you know, I, but you know like I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't change this for anything in a weird I mean, way you know I love yeah. technology I love seeing it evolve mm-hmm. I love the rapid advancements that occur you know like Moore's Law is still something that hasn't broken yet which is you know that the amount of transistors that you can fit into a chip roughly doubles every 18 months or whatever it is Mm. so i mean like when i was in in the uk we were in manchester and we had about five hours before the show and the place that we were staying uh me the singer and the driver we went for a walk to find cigarettes of course um and we walked past uh like a industrial museum type thing and it had all this stuff to do with the industrial revolution because it turns out half of all of those machines came from Manchester. Um, but they had a model of the first computer that had a working RAM. And it was fucking massive. And you look at it and you think about the power of the device that's sitting in your pocket yeah. and how far we've come in like 50, 60 years from what you're looking at. Like yeah. what yeah. sort of technology well, would they- you have in the next like 20, 30 yeah. years? You know? Yeah. Well, that, that, the, old, the old saying, there's, there's more... Uh, power in a graphics calculator than there was in the lunar module that landed on yeah. the moon. Yep. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say allegedly. Yeah. You had to say allegedly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, I, I look at technology like drugs or like any particular drugs is it's as long as you're aware of what's happening and yeah. in certain, especially with alcohol as well, in moderation. Yeah, but we know what moderation is with those things, and no one ever really told us what moderation is with technology yeah, and the internet yeah. and stuff. So that, that's yeah. a bit that concerns me. But, you know, if we can learn to moderate our use and, and whatnot, then cool. Technology, I just I just love technology. So mm, yeah, I like seeing what happens, but I don't like... I feel like <laughs> we're just, like, uh, at this stage, just, like, almost infantile, like, bumbling yeah, around yeah. with this with this shiny glowy thing that we don't quite know how to fucking use yeah. it you know like, you you, well yeah I mean look at how the world changed with the industrial revolution it's the same kind of thing mm. I guess same yeah. kind of well, well when you think about when um, man first invented fire or yep. not invented but first came fire they probably ended up accidentally burning down fucking yeah, forests and shit <laughs> until they were able to like contain it and manage it properly mm. and that kind of feels like the thing, same thing's happening with technology it's just is the forests are burning until we find a way to manage yeah. what's going on. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's, it's very interesting to see, and like my sister has a couple of kids, one eight-ish, one four-ish, I think, maybe five-ish. You're a bad brother. Yeah. <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty uncle. <laughs> and she doesn't let them watch television except for a lot of times on the weekend. She doesn't let them use iPads. She doesn't let them use computers, PlayStation, mm-hmm. any of that sort of shit, except for, 
specific things like for homework purposes and, and only for very short periods of time. <laughs> they come around and talk to you for hours. They're just conversational as fuck. They're super mm-hmm. intelligent. They're just on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I know people who give their kids iPads just so that they don't have to deal with them and yep. they're the most annoying little fucking shits in the world. Yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting to see the difference. Yeah, that contrast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think yes, moderation. Moderation is the key. Have you ever everything. tried have you ever tried to take an iPad off a three year old? <laughs> it's not fun. It's like wrestling an alligator. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and all the mums are like, Yeah, he's yeah, like that. Funny, like, you know, Steve Steve Jobs would not let his kids have iPads, which yeah. should tell you something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Mark Zuckerberg has a fucking bit of sticky tape over his fucking laptop. <laughs> the webcam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't really yeah. care who's watching me jerk off to weird internet <laughs> porn. Like, go for it. There's got to be thousands yeah. of hours of me just like with like, <laughs> that stupid face, that, that stupid jerk off face that everyone has when they're jerking off. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh my god! Wow, two, ooh, one and a half hours. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What's so? What? What's next? Are you, are you heading back over to the US? Was it you saying? Yeah, or? back to the states. <coughs> doing a Virgin's Crown and within the ruins over there. What's your the first town you're hitting? Uh, um. <laughs> or is that is that too are you too jet lagged? <laughs> no, I just I, I it's uh, let me let me access this town yeah 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 and I'll tell you fuck uh, yeah but I believe it's Hartford, Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. Um, where are we? So, uh, how, when are you going? Like, how soon is it? Uh, I'll tell you in one moment. Six, seven weeks, I think. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Ah, because because even like um, Texas and shit is getting battered by that hurricane at the moment. Harvey, yeah, it yeah. is Hartford, Connecticut. Nineteenth of October. Your memory is awesome. I wouldn't have been able to remember. <laughs> How many dates? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's about five weeks. Where are we? It's the nineteenth of October to the twenty sixth. Of November. Uh, can I suggest maybe get like maybe write it out? You might remember it a bit better. I might, but uh, <laughs> I just uh, you know I get the tour pass and it's got all the stuff on it. So yeah. It's like where am I going? Itineraries. Next? Mm. Yeah. Do you use a master tour? No. Yeah. Um, Any reason? Well, I, I've only used it like twice, but it's been all right. Yeah. Uh, look, it costs money. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So true. Yeah. But. I am looking at developing an app oh. that does a lot of the things Master Tour does. Yep. And does a lot of the things it does horribly much better. Yep, yep. There's another one, tourmanagement.com, which is pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take both sort of concepts from both of those things and then combine it with something like At Venue, which is a fantastic piece of merch tracking. And statistical software. I would like to combine all of that into one, one thing. Mm. So you have all the tour management stuff, all of the inventory and merchandise, and all that kind of thing in the one thing. The go-to. Fuck yeah! Because no one, no one has it all in the one place. There's all you know. No, that's got to go separate places. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Master Tour does some things good, but it's got a lot of annoying quirks. Yeah. From what I understand, I haven't personally used it, but I know people that use it and both love it and hate it. And no, yeah, yeah there was that sort of feel mm. like. Yes, it's great in some areas, but a little yeah. shaky on others. But Look, I just feel like I know enough people that are involved in this business. We discuss all this kind of shit all the time, and it's like, how 
it can't be that difficult to implement everything that people really want mm. in yeah. one of these apps in yep. one place. Google so. Google Drive for the win. <laughs> look, I mean, you can Google Docs, Google Sheets, fucking look, yeah, yeah. Look, it. Google Calendar's pretty good, but yeah. you know, I, w- I would love to have a piece of software that pushes all this kind of stuff out. No, it's more phones, focused like, towards what you're doing, and I would yeah. pay for that software. Yeah, like I, I would too. Yeah, I will pay for your app. Mm. I, I, I will wait for a pirated copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it'll be it'll be something that road te- is road tested for free mm. with pals and such, but then yeah. it probably would be a subscription model. I guess would be the sane way of doing it. Can I sign up for a beta? Oh, of course, <laughs> or, or a pre pre alpha, an alpha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! Thanks so much for coming down. Thanks for having me. That was yeah. fucking fun as shit. Oh, yeah. mate, it's been a while since we've conversed. I know. Always a good time. Mm. And then you go off again mm. in a couple of weeks. No. Mm. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Fuck. What? What? What episode will this be? Ah, fuck. Fuck it. Uh, I can't remember. But we'll be gearing up to episode 100 soon. So, what a milestone! Special. Yeah, be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Check out uh, the Hen House um, and missioncrl.com.au for all the episodes. Thanks again, Sam. Sam, awesome. Cheers, cunts. Yeah.